Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. So, let's talk about journaling. Journaling is such a beneficial practice for your mental health. It's something I've recommended to many of my clients, in fact. Some of them were reluctant at first because they couldn't really see the benefits they could get from it. For others, having the dialogue with themselves created a sense of intimacy they found difficult to deal with. Let's see how it can help you in different aspects of your well-being. Journaling is a form of emotional expression. Writing in a journal provides, provides a safe and private space for you to express your thoughts and emotions. It allows you to process and articulate your feelings, helping you make sense of your experiences. Journaling will help you reducing your stress. It will somehow act as a form of catharsis, helping you release repressed emotions and reduce stress. By putting thoughts onto paper, you will feel like a sense of relief and you will gain perspective on your concerns. Regular journaling also encourages self-reflection. Through the process of writing, you will gain, you will gain insights into your thoughts, behaviors and patterns. This self-awareness can be instrumental in personal growth and development. Self-reflection is a process of examining and contemplating your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences and actions. It involves introspection and a deliberate focus on gaining insight into yourself. Through self-reflection, you seek to understand your motivations, your values, your beliefs, your strengths, your weaknesses and your patterns of behavior. And by that, I mean the process that leads you to act in a certain way. But what does self-reflection really mean? I feel like it's one of these words that they are often mentioned, but we don't always know what they imply. One of the key aspects of self-reflection is awareness, becoming aware of your thoughts, your emotions and behaviors. And this involves paying attention to two things, internal experiences and external influences that shape your perceptions and actions. Another aspect of self-reflection is questioning. Asking yourself probing questions might help you understand why you've made certain choices, what you've learned from different experiences, but also how certain situations made you feel. Self-reflection requires an objective and a non-judgmental observation of yourself. You will have to step back and look at your thoughts and actions from a more neutral perspective. I say more neutral because I know we can't be completely neutral when looking at ourselves. It's difficult, even for me. After questioning and observing, you can evaluate your thoughts and behaviors. This involves considering whether certain actions align with your personal values, goals and desired outcomes. Self-reflection is such a good tool for personal development. By gaining insights into yourself, you can identify areas for improvement and then make meaningful changes. You can use these insights to set realistic and meaningful objectives for yourself, guiding your future actions.
Journaling is of course not the only way to practice self-reflection. It can take various forms like meditation, discussions with someone you're close to, or simply taking quiet moments to think deeply. Self-reflection is a dynamic process and it contributes to a better self-awareness, more emotional intelligence, and the ability to make better choices in various aspects of your life. Journaling is also a great practice to help you with problem solving. Writing about challenges and concern, concerns, it's difficult for me, in a journal can help you analyze situations more objectively. You can then brainstorm solutions, set goals, and make plans to deal with difficult situations in your life. Journaling can also promote mindfulness, as it helps you to be present in the moment as you reflect on your experiences. This can lead to a better understanding of your thoughts and feelings. And isn't it what we all want? It really makes a difference when you include elements of gratitude in a journal. It helps, it helps shifting focus towards positive aspects of your life. Recognizing and documenting things to be grateful for contributes to a more positive mindset and an improved overall well-being. Another benefit of journaling is that it allows you to track your personal development, your achievements and your goals over time. And when you will see this progress, it will boost your, self, boost your self-esteem and motivation. By the way, writing about experiences will help you consolidating memories. Looking back on past entries allows you to recall events and feelings, providing a sense of continuity and growth. And I, believe me, at my age, memory is a thing. Journaling is an empowering activity. It allows you to take control of your narrative. It allows you to tell your own story, make sense of your own experience, and take ownership of your thoughts and feelings. You should, of course, keep in mind that empowerment, empowerment is an ongoing process. It involves ongoing reflection, learning, and adaptation to new challenges and new opportunities. If you actively engage in these practices, you can nurture empowerment in your life and get a better sense of your agency. Journaling is a form of communication with yourself, of course. It's like you're having a non-judgmental and objective confidant. And it gives you a space for open and honest self-dialogue. Not everyone is uh, equal, though, when talking about the benefits of uh, journaling. Some people find it extremely beneficial, but others may struggle with it. Let's have a look at different ways to journaling so that you can find the one that works best for you. If you're tempted to start journaling, you should know that it requires a commitment to yourself. That's essential. I know it feels like we've got more than enough commitments already, but it's something you can do at your own pace, really. Like some people only write a sentence a day. Others only do it in the weekend for an hour or even less. The thing is that it doesn't really matter as long as you stick to it and it becomes a habit. 
something in your life that is meaningful and that you enjoy. It's important to keep in mind that your journal is your thing. It's private. If you share your life with someone, they might ask you, you know, what are you doing? Uh, they might start asking you questions or feel like you're hiding something from them, having secrets. So it could be a good idea to let them know why you're doing this, why the privacy around it is important to you. At some point, you will, of course, have to choose what to write in. Some prefer a notebook with blank pages, whilst others, like me, prefer a lined one. I like the idea of writing my journal in a nice notebook, and I've chosen the ones from Moleskine, but that's entirely up to you. I like them because I think they look good. Use a pen or a pencil, whatever you're happy with. I personally use a gel pen as I know that If I use a pencil, I could be tempted to erase or change some of the things I've written. And I don't want that because it takes away the spontaneity about the things that I write. Some of you will prefer to keep a digital notebook on their phone or tablet. or tablet, And it's okay, as long as it's not another reason to be addicted to them. It's your journal, so you do it your way. You do what suits you best. When you have chosen the support you want your journal to be on, well, you just need to start, I guess. And as I've said before, there is no specific rule about how often and for how long you should write. It's totally up to you. Okay, but what should I write in there, you may ask yourself. Well, again, it's up to you. You can write anything you want. You can, for example, write about a movie or an exhibition you've seen. You can write about something someone told you and how it questioned or touched you, maybe. You can also write about how your day at work was, how a date you've been to made you feel, about something you've heard in the news. I mean, we're bombarded with so many, you know, so many different kind of news and information that there is a lot uh, happening at the moment, especially. You can write about anything as long as you're being authentic and non-judgmental about what you're writing. What you write about and how you do it will probably evolve with time and will find your own way. For example, if I look at my older uh, uh, journals, well, they look different. I, I wasn't going into the, you know, into the same kind of depths that I'm going now but I'm really enjoying it differently right now, I must say. Some of my clients use the food and emotions diary that I've designed, and they find it very useful to eat more mindfully. Some of them don't like it because they find it too austere, and they have moved on to creating their own format. And some will do drawings when the words can't really explain how they feel sometimes. And I like that, by the way, the idea of mixing the words with something more graphic, something more creative, or even the words can be very creative, of course. I personally write my journal in a bullet point format because it suits me. It's more concise, and I like that. And that's it. Now it's up to you to enjoy writing down your ideas, your thoughts, your emotions, your plans, what you dreamed of, your doubts, whatever you like, really. And before long, you will start seeing the benefits of doing it, really. <laughs>